Hi everyone, we're back again. In addition to the Grand Rewatch, we're here to talk about a film that we've just been to see. We didn't just get back from cinema, we went to cinema yesterday. We did. Um, and we watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. The new animated Spider-Man movie. You were a little bit broken. I was, yeah, okay, so I just come from, that's irrelevant, that's not, that's, <laughs> you know, yeah, whatever. I, but, I, I, no, I, I feel this adds. To, I feel this adds to the narrative because a little bit, no, a little bit, yeah. When you turned up, you looked very unwell. Yeah, okay. and you you, you smelt a little bit boozy. Yeah, but okay. by the end of it, you were so energized. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it had a revitalizing effect on me. Like, so I'd been out to a, a Christmas do, a Christmas work do, basically. Um, it'd be a long night. I'm not as young as I used to be. Um, and yeah, and then I literally raced from there down to meet up with Tom to go to the cinema. And yeah, like I say, when I turned up, I was a mess. I was just an absolute broken mess of a man. Just got there, literally just as the on time for the movie to start. Yeah. Sat down in the cinema. And throughout the course of watching Into the Spider-Verse, I, I was uplifted. You were. <laughs> like, it was just exactly the film that I needed to see. Like, I'm so glad that that is what, like, the, it happened the way around... That yeah. we did it this week. Can you oh, imagine if? Fuck, yeah. Can you imagine if I'd been like that and then went to go and sit, had to sit through two and a half hours of Aquaman? Jesus. That could have killed me. I might, yeah. I might have died. I think you either would have <laughs> died or fallen asleep. Yeah, yeah, but no, absolutely. Like we were looking forward to this, um, and we've been hearing a lot of like really positive things about it, um, and justifiably so because it was absolutely amazing. I love this film so much. Yeah, it's um, fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, every minute of that film. Every every frame of it is a piece of artwork. The Absolutely. writing is amazing. Yep. The soundtrack is incredible. All the characterizations are brilliant. There's yep. no real drop off in there. No, sorry. We'll talk about what it is. So what this is then is an animated, theatrically released Spider-Man movie, which has never been done before. But it's called Into the Spider-Verse, and the idea is that it's very very loosely adapting a storyline that was in the comic books, whereby there are multiple universes, and each of them have their own Spider-Man character. But for the purposes of this film, we focus on Miles Morales, who is a young kid from New York who takes on the mantle of Spider-Man. Basically, um, in the comic books, he's the ne he was the next Spider-Man. He was created by Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Pacelli. Yeah, and he became the new Spider-Man, sort of taking on the mantle after Peter Parker. And a lot of people have been calling for a Miles Morales movie. Like at one point, they were like, they were going to do when they were doing one of the reboots with Andrew Garfield. I think that was when Donald Glover was in the frame for it. And yeah. they were like, they wanted him to play Miles Morales. People were really pushing for him to be yeah. Peter Parker at one point because this was pre Miles. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, and then when Miles came out, they were pushing him. They were like, oh, well, obviously, we need Donald Glover to be Miles Morales. Absolutely. And then um, he ends up being Aaron Davis in the MCU. Yeah. Which is Miles Morales' uncle. Who has a big part to play in this movie as well. Yes, he does. And in this movie, he's voiced by uh, Marshall Ali. He is, yeah. Um, in a very cool... Because <laughs> yeah. he's the coolest guy on the planet. But it centrally follows Miles, and it is his story. But then in amongst that, you also get this whole multi-dimensional thing where we get other Spider-Men, among them Peter Parker. Yeah. Or Peter B. Parker. Well, <laughs> well, okay, so there are numerous yeah. Spider-Men in this. There's yeah. Peter Parker, there's Peter B. Parker, there's Gwen Stacy, there is Peter Parker, there is Penny Parker, and then there is Peter Porker. The Amazing Spider-Ham. <laughs> yeah, the Spectacular Spider-Ham. And yeah, so there is this sort of multitude of characters that have all been brought in, and they are some of the most memorable ones from yeah. the crossover comics. Yeah. 
but what I really like is how they've used the cast in such a way that they've played on their own sort of strengths as characters. Yeah. Because I don't think, for example, Nicolas Cage plays Peter Parker from the Spider-Man Noir yeah. universe, which is like a limited series run of the comic books, which are all made up as if they were sort of pulp comics from way back before yeah. the superhero yeah. days. It's like he's a private investigator in in, yeah. in like 1930s New York. Yeah. Wears a black trench coat. Yeah. And he uses guns. <laughs> and sometimes he just he burns matches just to down to the end just so he can feel something. <laughs> and, some... But 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 that's the thing. Like some of the jokes are framed around these things. Like Peter Porker in is it? He's voiced by John Mulaney. He's a comedian who is fucking great as well. Yeah. Gwen Stacy is voiced by Hayley Steinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of want to get into the voice cast a little bit as well. Yeah. 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 Because so Miles himself is voiced by a guy called Shamik Moore, mm-hmm. who was in one of my favorite films of the last few years film called dope oh right okay um and he's in that and from when, when i first watched the trailer i was like i kind of recognize that voice and then it turns out it's him yeah and he does it to such great effect as well mm. and yeah he's fucking brilliant yeah and like, that, that's the thing like so i mean him and that whole story like they what i really liked about it and i sort of again i didn't expect it is that they spent so such a big chunk particularly at the beginning of the movie the first act just f- focusing on Miles. Yeah. Miles and his family and his dynamic and his setup and his character and all the rest of it before we even got into the Spider-Verse yeah. stuff. Because the way they're selling it, obviously, in terms of the trailers and that, is showing you, look at all these fucking crazy Spider-Characters. But the It fi- actually look- shows you very little of the film, the yeah. trailers. Yeah, absolutely. And then you... Yeah, the, the real sort of meat of it is this story about Miles and that's what grounds the whole thing. And it's fucking brilliant. It's so yeah. well done. But as a animated film, they, they don't sort of... They treat it seriously enough. They they treat it as if it was a live action. They give yeah. like there are dramatic scenes between him and his dad and him and his uncle and mm-hmm. and they let let them breathe and let them do their thing. But then when when it all kicks off, the action and all the rest of it, it just it looks incredible. And they've done this amazing job in terms of the animation, whereby particularly when you get all the different spider characters, they are all animated in a slightly different way from one another. Yeah, so they've all got slightly different filter over them. Yeah, almost. so like. The Spider Ham, for instance, looks like super cartoony and yeah. stands out. And then, like, Noir is like. He well, comes noir. from a world that's only black and white. So he gets confused by all the colour. Like. So he's holding a Rubik's Cube up at one point and he's like, uh, This is purple? Yeah. Like, nope, try no. again. He's <laughs> <laughs> so confused by it. And then there's the um, Penny Parker, who's yeah. Japanese and it's like anime. Yeah. She has a robot with her called Spider. SP, SP slash, slash SDR. SDR. Yeah. But yeah, that and that's super anime and like and they really play that up. And even like, you know, so the, the sort of villain plot, if you like, is Kingpin. Yeah. So Kingpin is trying to use the super collider and even his motivation is It was really emotive as yeah, well. It takes, yeah. It's drawn back to sort of familial territory. Yeah. Um God, I wish it was D'Onofrio. It was Lee Schreiber. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was he, he was cool. He was cool. <sighs> but also, yeah, saying about the cast again, because mm. what like I really want to point out stuff like so Jake Johnson yep. is Peter B. Parker mm-hmm. and he does a really good job because you and I were having conversations before and you were saying about the sort of reservations that you had of his character and you're like, oh, yeah. he doesn't really seem that way. No, and he then, doesn't seem like Peter Parker to me. So he was like snarky and sort of like sarcastic and a little bit like, eh. yeah. I'm like, that's not Pete. Pete and, yeah. And then I had the same thing and then... But they have their own little origin stories yeah. that are done in like a comic book style where it's like, it's like over a voice over. Like, okay. Let's do this one more time. My name is Peter B. Parker. I'm Spider-Man. Blah, blah, blah. And then he just explains his entire yeah. story. But once they explain all of that, it all makes sense because he isn't 
the Peter Parker that we've seen before. No. We've seen experienced Spider-Men before, like even in like the, the game that came out this year, he's been doing it for eight years. This takes that to a whole other level. This, yeah. he's been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. He's this kind of, da- not down and out, like he's still good at what he does. Yeah, he's still good at what he does, but he's, he's just got a this, bit like... He's jaded. His attitude towards the whole situation is like, there's always a goober. There's always a thing. <laughs> yeah. There's always a thing I can get that will stop the thing, and then no, that's it. And he's got this whole sort of, yeah, yeah I save the city again. Like when he shrugs it off. And like I say, when I first saw that in the trailers, I was like, mm. but then in the context of the movie, it makes perfect sense. And it was done really well. And it, they got it just right because, again, he could have been too far, too cynical, but he became the teacher and taught yeah. Miles and all the rest of it. And So they both had their own character arcs within yeah. that. And that whilst Miles was having some sort of family issues where he didn't feel like he could turn to his dad, Pete was there as like this sort of surrogate almost. Yeah. But yeah, it's so good. And then there's Gwen. This is the Spider-Verse where Gwen was bitten by the radioactive spider and Peter wasn't. And that he died because of his envy in the comic books. Yeah, in the comic books, that's it. They don't really get into that here. They, no. They don't, all they say is, my friend died. That's yeah. it. But yeah, that, that is an interesting wrinkle. And what we've said already is that apparently one of the things they're looking to develop now is a spin-off about Spider-Gwen. Great. Which would be awesome. It'll be interesting to see if they get into that the whole thing. But yeah, I mean, there were so many. There were. I don't know how much we want to spoil it. There are things I want to talk well, about. Like there are. There's. There's a part that we talked about briefly last night that I want to talk about, but I feel like that is a massive spoiler. Well, we can always edit it out. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. So no. Well, yeah. So I mean, talk about it, and then we can always edit it out. Well, the death of Spider-Man. Yes. So they. Uh, yeah, like I said, there's lots, lots of Spider-Men in this film. At in one fact, p- we can talk about this because it's in the trailer. It's in one of the trailers. Yeah. Spider-Man is dead. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, fine. So, yeah, there is a... One of the Spider-Men, one of, you know, the Peter Parker Spider-Man... Of Miles' universe. Of Miles' universe. So there's... Uh, yeah, there's Peter B. Parker and there's Peter Parker. The Peter Parker from Miles' universe dies. Um, he's killed by... Well, yeah, I won't say how he dies, but he dies. Um, and then we get this amazing sequence, which is like really sort of threw us both through a loop and it was it was the city of new york mourning spider-man and yeah it, his identity being revealed after the fact it was like it turns out but so casually yeah been it was like it turns out 26 year old peter parker has been operating as a spider-man um his wife mary jane parker like was giving a speech and there were people that like they're out in mourning for him wearing the where everyone's wearing spider-man gear yeah and it's just like fuck it, it's really effective like because it's not obviously something we've ever seen before no. Um, the only sort of time I guess we'd seen the death of a superhero like that portrayed on film was with BBS. BBS. But that is the exact opposite of what this is. Like, this, like, is. I don't know. I don't know what about, about it. It was just, it was really effective, though. And it really. Yeah. It was really, really powerful. The thing is, we're, we are looking at a character who we've seen in one iteration or another in how many films now? Um, Eight films? Nine films well, and TV you, series. Yeah, it depends if you. Yeah, and yeah, it depends if you count the Avengers movies. Seven. No, eight. Eight. Yeah, yeah, and then including this one, and then any TV series and any comic books that anybody's ever read, or anyone that has a cursory understanding of it. For Spider-Man to be dead is like a really powerful thing. Yeah, and because it's so suddenly done as well. Yeah, there's no sort of drawn out, prolonged death scene or anything like that. There is a moment when he has like one of his last minute quips but yeah and then that happens and it's it is a really powerful moment and i think what also shows it is 
they are showing different things in New York and you've seen people watch it on the television. Everybody is shocked. Like everyone's on their phones, like, oh my God. And like, yeah, it's such a big, where were you when yeah. they announced sort of, do you know what I mean? And it's like, oh Christ. I know it's a fictional character, but like you say, it, it, they did that really well. And it's, 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 yeah, there's these really powerful moments in the film. Yeah. And I don't know if part of that sequence, obviously a big linchpin of that whole sequence because it's a cameo. Um, but yeah, and again, that is quite that's in the first act. So again, it's one of those things yeah. that's really grounded the whole thing um, before it gets into the whole sort of the fun, funny, all the other characters. Quick, 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 quick. And yeah, exactly. They get they get the balance just right. One thing I really enjoyed though is the stuff like they they don't overexpose it, which is a bugbear for me anyway yeah. within any film. To the point that when Peter B. Parker first turns up. Miles asks him, he says, are you a clone or are you are you a zombie? Am I a zombie? Are you this? Are you this? Uh, are you from an alternate dimension that's alongside the same one that, that exists within ours at the moment, but you've somehow ended up here? Went, oh, yeah. And you got that pretty quick. Yeah. And then they move on. Like, then, that's, yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's another moment later on when they meet somebody and they're like, I... Um, and they're like, are you from another dimension? Yeah. Because... And that's what works so well about this film is that it supports everybody. It recognises that kids are going to be watching this film. Yeah, and we were in a screening with loads of kids. As well, we were in a family friendly screening, and they were just they were, you could hear the kids laughing and just absolutely loving it. And it's yeah. like this is perfect. And because we're, there yeah. are moments in there. There are moments that are classic slapstick. Yeah, you know, and Spider Ham's in Spider there, Ham. and <laughs> was by far the most popular of the characters amongst all the kids. Yeah, you know, whereas I speak for most of us when I say that Nicolas Cage was probably a bit of a standout. Probably, yeah, Spider-Noir. <laughs> yeah. and But there are really grounded moments as well. There are like really, really powerful moments that are just through one person talking to one another yeah. and just having a communication. Yeah, like one of them that I, I, is amazing to me is there's a sequence where it's Miles' dad talking to him through a door. But yeah, like that, that yeah, that's so like that, a really, really yeah, powerful so moment. So that scene, but then also, again, you're thinking about it in terms of this is an animated film yeah. and it is just through a door. So like, there's no characters looking at one another or anything. It's literally just one character talking at someone who's yep. not responding. And yet somehow because of the combination of the perform the voice performances and the way it's animated, it really gets you. And it really is like, it feels like it's like from, from a live action movie. It feels like, a, you know, yeah. um, I've got to look up whoever it is who does the voice of Miles's dad, actually. Brian Tyree Henry. So it was, Paperboy in Atlanta, okay, and was Honolulu in Hotel Artemis. Oh right, okay. So okay, played Sterling K. Brown's brother. Oh shit! And Sterling K. Brown played King T'Chaka in Black Panther. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a Marvel movie connection there. Oh shit! I didn't realize as well. Do you know um who Mary who Mary Jane was? Oh yeah, it's um. Uh, Zoe Kravitz? Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, so it's an amazing cast. Yeah, great cast. So there's one thing that I will say for our post-credit sting. Mm -hmm. What about the post-credit sting? We'll talk sting? about the post-credit sting oh. in the post-credit sting. Oh, the post-credit sting is so good. Post, yeah, staying right until at the very, very end of it. Also, the credits themselves are amazing. The credits themselves are amazing. There's um, a couple of songs is, in there. Yeah, there's a couple of songs in there. There's one that's particularly stand out. There is a really, really, really sweet and really nice moment in the mid credits as well. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, which is... So to address the elephant in the room, um, obviously Stanley, the creator of Spider-Man, or mm-hmm. co-creator of Spider-Man, uh, passed away this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the more powerful things in this I don't think was intended to be as powerful as no. it was. No, they can't have known, can they? They can't have known. But, um, yeah, obviously there is a... Let's not talk about what it is and where it is in the no. film. But there is a cameo from Stan. Um, yeah, that adds some extra poignancy. Yeah, and given the context of what that his of what he's saying, it's just like, I, yeah. It's yeah. Really, really, really yeah. Full disclosure, I cried. Yeah. Um, and then there's there's a really nice tribute in the credits as well to yeah. Stan and Jack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's and it's super appropriate that this is the first movie to come out since Stan's passing, and for that to be the cameo and all the rest of it. Yeah. The fact that it's Spider Man, I know you know he didn't create Miles, but he it's Spider Man. You know, it's his. It's Sorry, all... I called him Jack. I meant Steve. Oh, Steve Ditko. You mean Ditko, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, it is yeah, yeah, and it is it is a really powerful moment, and it was really nice to have it in there as well, and it wasn't done in like a really heavy-handed way or a no. heavy-hearted way. No, it was done in the exact way that I feel that Stan would have loved for yeah. that to have been. I done. feel like like they didn't change it. That's the thing. I feel like that was in the can and done. At no point did they feel like oh we've got to change it and make it no, more. Definitely they just not. they kept it as it was, and if it had happened, you know. Or the film come out in the summer and we saw it. We were going, that was cool, wasn't it? And yeah. We were just now it's got that extra sort of tinge of sadness to it, but yeah, it was still yeah, it's it's perfect. Extra perfect. gravitas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say really apart from go and watch this film. Like, it's, yeah, it's, go and see it. It's sort of coming out of nowhere. Like, I we was I was skeptical at first when they were like, oh, they're doing an animated Spider Man. Yeah. Like Sony are trying to just pump out as much Spider Man content as they can. I'm worried about the whole situation with Marvel. Are they going to try and get the character back or whatever? But they've nailed it with this, and if this is what they how they're going to continue and do this whole animated series of movies, crack on, shut yeah. up and take my money because this was absolutely, absolutely this was fantastic, um, was incredible film, and yeah, it's swung in now. No pun intended. Um, right at the very end of the year or towards the end of the year, and might be a continuer for one of my favorite films of the year. Yeah, genuinely. I know we're really hyped just because we just watched it, but I think the more I think about it, I think it might be up there. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking about it last night, and yeah, I think it's definitely up there yeah. as one of my top films of the year. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I went in thinking this is going to be a kids' film and it's going to be quite cool. Yeah. But coming out of it, I'm like, Jesus, this is probably one of my favorite Spider-Man films. Yeah, that's another conversation a lot of people are having now. Is like, is this the best Spider-Man movie? Which is very big ask because the the Spider Man movies is is a whole can of worms. Yeah, that we'll have which to get we're going to get into well, next yeah, year. Next year we'll, we'll get into it in more detail because there are obviously there's lots of different iterations of Spider Man cinematically um, and different versions of Peter Parker specifically, which we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, but this is definitely deserves a pl- deserves a place in the conversation. Previously, you might have gone there's that animated one, but now it's like no 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 into the Spider Verse deserves to be mentioned in the same sentence as yeah Spider Man two. Homecoming, all of them. Yeah, it, it's absolutely earned its right to be there, and I can't wait to see where they go next. No, I can't. But yeah, so basically, without going too much more overboard, to summarise, no. the cast is incredible. Mm-hmm. The music is incredible. Yeah. The visual style, which we've barely touched on. No, it's hard to describe, isn't it? Like, because obviously they're trying to make it 
they make it like a comic book and they to a point where you know like there are thought bubbles and speech yeah. bubbles I know you, obviously you know more about the art style when it comes to comic books than I do I mean yeah what would you so well, yeah it's, so the term comic book style is is very generic yeah but that's this what I mean. is definitively like comic book style there are panels there are thought bubbles there are narrative bubbles there's an internal monologue there are sound effects there are colour grading in sh- on shading and the way that it's made stuff like in the 70s when colour was first being brought into comic books and stuff like dot profiling to colour yeah. things in which is something that they used in this for shading yeah and it's it's so effective and then there's this sort of stereoscopic effect that's used sort of drawing focus on something so whereas in other films you might see something in the centre ground that is perfectly in focus and the background and the foreground is blurred out what they've done in this is they've done like a 3D stereoscopic effect so it looks slightly off. Yeah. I just thought it was so good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I loved it. The fact that it's just, it would have been so easy for them just to make it like a three, you know, animated movie in the style of, you know, a Pixar movie or yeah. Wreck-It Ralph or any of that sort of yeah. style. But instead they've developed this whole style and this whole sort of visual language yeah. for it, which means that, yeah, they, it, it's completely unique. And I hope that it becomes, it's, they sort of own that and yeah. just run with it. But yeah, yeah, outside of that, I don't it. really know what else to say. I mean, I, I honestly, honestly, I know that we've, I've said the same thing with Overlord, and I've said the same thing with Creed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I kind of said if you want, go and see Aquaman. But with this, out of all of these films so far, I would yeah. say this is the one. If you had to go and see one of those films, and you were into comic book stuff and Spider Man stuff, yeah, specific, I would yeah, say you, yeah. go and see this film. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Especially like it's coming up to Christmas right now, the time that we're recording, and it's such a really refreshing film from everything that we've seen that's so bleak. Yeah. And that Miles attacks everything with so much positivity, and everybody is so much so positive in this that it really, really brings you up. Yeah. And it is sort of almost like an antidote to the really horrible, shitty world that we're living in for a couple of hours. Yeah. And it's and I feel like yeah, again, it's. The, this for it to come out this Christmas is good as well because we were literally just talking earlier. There's, there's no Star Wars movie out this year. Yeah. There's no real. There's not an actual uh, Marvel uh, MCU movie out around this sort of time. No. But this is the perfect like as a family film, as a f- film to go and take your kids to. Yeah. It's perfect, and in the, in the exactly same way that it's got that Lord and Miller vibe to it, in the same way as like yeah. Lego Movie. Well, it's produced by. Yeah, exactly. And written um, by Miller. So yeah, I mean that's what I mean. So it, it's like it's got that. It's for everyone. Yeah. And it's got something for everyone. And it's, yeah, perfect sort of family out into the cinema. I'll go watch Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Yeah. And I think that's pretty safe for where we could draw a line under it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can't, otherwise we're going to be able to... Just saying how great it is. Saying how fucking great it is. <laughs> yeah, when are we going to see it next? <laughs> yeah. I do need to see it again. Yeah, I'm definitely going. I'm, I literally, that's what I was on the phone. I'm, so, I'm going on Tuesday. Nice. <laughs> cool. Okay, cool. Right, so to wrap up, as we always tell you every time... You can find us at the Omcast Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, mm-hmm. and then the Omcast Pod at gmail.com as well. Yep. One of the main things that, again, we keep saying it every week, but we need it. Um, please go on to iTunes and give us a rating. A nice, a good rating, a five or a four star would be amazing. Yeah. Sort of push us up. We're obviously still new at this. Yeah. We're getting there. But yeah, that would be great. And then, so what's the next? What's next? What are we doing? So, next, uh, we're, so we're going to take the week off for Christmas. Yep. And then we'll be back week after christmas and before new year yeah to talk about our 2018 year in review yeah sure 
So we're going to be talking about lots of films rather than just one or two. Yeah, we'll fill you in on. So obviously we only started in what October, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Whenever we started doing all the uh, Rocky rewatch, so we'll go back through and talk about all the, the highs and lows. It's been a yes. just uh, yeah. There's been lots out this year. Obviously, it's been quite dominated by comic book movies, but we will talk about everything that we've seen and what we thought of it. Yeah, and that's it. And then we'll launch into the new year with a new grand rewatch, which we'll <laughs> keep under wraps for we're, now. Yeah, we're going to keep under wraps for now, but we will <laughs> see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, but yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we'll see you um, in a couple of weeks' time then. See you after Christmas, and um, we'll talk about 2018. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. Merry Christmas. Post-credit sting. Post-credit sting. Oh my god, post-credit sting. It was only it was better when I found out who the voice was.